and welcome to the DMs Book Club, a podcast where we read about some Dungeons and Dragons and discuss how we might include it in our role-playing games. Incredible! I think we we have to top ourselves every ever since we've had Mark on. We're like we need to we need to bring it now, and so here we are. <laughs> well, yeah, that was it. I think we we had the best intro before, and we thought nothing could beat it. This is just a tribute, you know. This is just a tribute. You've got to. Now I'm in a singing mood now because why would I be singing, Fiona? Why would we be singing today? I don't know Hamilton, my other co-host, so I don't know why we'd be singing today. Uh, but yes, we've got uh, an interesting topic for us. We're going back into our classes. Obviously, with 2024 looming on the horizon, the new rule books, the new classes, and the, the UA all out for like classes and stuff. If all, rather than looking to the future, let's go back and just see if we can finish up all the other classes very quickly uh, before it becomes obsolete. Uh, so we're going back and we're going to do a great class, uh, one that I think is incredibly popular. I think people really love yeah. this class. The protagonist of the D&D movie on Remote Speeds was this class. We are today we're going to be looking at bards. Bards. And how actually prescient when we're talking about going back in the past. You know, bards are, you know, raconteurs of the tales of yore. And as such, mm. why would we not use them as something to reflect upon the past of D&D? Wow. See, I'm trying to implement my bardic <laughs> abilities and in communication <laughs> indeed indeed um have you ever played a bard in dnd before we start i have played a dnd bard i have played mm. a college of spirits bard mm. who was a kobold in a one shot for live laugh love craft Aww. and i was oh can't remember his name it was a very good name it was a very koboldy name mm. but i played like a very creepy kobold who was had the spirits talking to me master because i had like a master that we were all following and i'd go guidance master guidance all the time that's all i did incredible because <laughs> that's all they do is they give guidance and it's very useful i played one i think often actually i called cordelia Dragonheel, who wasn't a bard in the traditional sense uh was uh, i it was flavored it as sort of someone doing their book tour and yeah. uh, using their words rather than a musical instrument using their words and reflections but for whatever reason kept getting cancelled and so often her pamphlets were apology uh notes and missives and stuff like that because uh, that's the thing i want to just really make clear right from the beginning is that bards don't necessarily have to be musical bards no they don't i, I quite like the little introduction about the bard class talking about this idea mm. of words and music are not just vibrations in the air but they're vocalizations with power all of their own so it's this idea of this you can create something as soon as you speak it into existence whether it's through lyrics whether it's with music or whether it's just the power of your like personal speaking skills and i just so that's the thing mm. is that it can when you think bard it doesn't have to be just tied to a musical instrument although yeah as, as you can see with some of the instruments you can get like bagpipes lute harp yeah. you can you can have a lot of fun with this sort of thing but it, yeah the point is it can be oratorial i think there's yes. i think there could be there's probably out there on the dm's guild someone who's done it script based bard mm. you know like penned poetry or something like that or even some sort of painting based you know we could oh. you could imagine like a brush in the air and you paint figurines or knives into existence and you could work it you could probably theme it that way couldn't oh, you oh i love that yeah you get your little yeah almost like a, a dorian gray type thing in the in the air and stuff will be yeah yeah oh very cool or i remember that red hot chippity peppers video where they all did the light writing in the rooms that's the i can't remember what the song was and i can't probably find it quick enough <laughs> so that one <laughs> that one go look it up <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> 
but yes, just reading out some also the greatest strength of bards is their sheer versatility. Many bards prefer to stick to the sidelines in combat, mm -hmm. using their magic to inspire their allies and hinder their foes from a distance. So they're not up front. Uh, they'll probably be at the back supporting allies, like bolstering them, empowering them, or reducing mm. them maybe rather than head-on attacking things and damage. I would say one of the most ultimate support classes out there because unlike clerics and paladins who well clerics who mainly are there to heal you i would say as a general rule mm -hmm. their beneficial stuff is healing or sort of boosting ac if you sort of I mean yes. and that same with paladins as well as like and managing curses and afflictions but the thing that the bard does over and above is the ultimate adaptability and that's taken on in all of these subclasses of the inspiration die which becomes mm. invaluable because guide you do get guidance in a mm. from clerics and you do get that also from paladins and, and other classes do but it's only a d4 i think maximum it's guidance. very low compared to to what a bard's one can be the difference at uh level 70 uh, 15 where you've now got a d12 that you can add to any role so like mm -hmm. a d32 would in which to get roles off for people in combat and i think that is it's when it's all down to how the, the luck of the role mm. it's a massive game changer and i yes. think any party that doesn't have a rogue should have a bard oh. <laughs> well i think you've got to have because the rogue gets away with it by tricking their way out of it themselves and being very individualistic about it you know they mm. get the free go at lots of things and the use of expertise to to benefit themselves but a, a bard kind of makes everyone an expert gives everyone sort of that those mm. additional abilities like it basically gives you uncanny dodge to a certain extent you know what i mean because you've got another d12 at some point mm. or even a d10 at, at 13th level to overcome things so absolutely at 10th even sorry so i think it's um pretty cool and i think as well like you said depending on what kind of class you are determines what you use that inspiration for whether it is yeah. like you said save a saving throw or an ability mm. check some classes make it so that you can you know put it to the damage of your mm -hmm. attack or using that uh, against the mm -hmm. foes so that they lose from their saving throws and, and yeah. ability checks as well and then uh, only one of the classes i think means that you can inspire yourself because this is the thing it's about you inspiring others mm. and not using it on yourself which i think is quite hard to take sometimes you're like ah i've inspired everyone but what if someone should inspire me <laughs> i think many dms would let you get away with it to a certain extent i've i've seen you've seen it quite a lot like i've just given myself a bit of inspiration you know like and mm. i'd let it happen it's a really as i said versatile ability and i think that's what makes them so powerful yeah and you know i think we've said this before when we talked meant briefly about bards and, and matt mercer has said it about the fox machina campaign that no, MVP <laughs> mm -hmm. was Scanlan, and he made he wanted Scanlan to be a bard. He wanted to have a bard because he wanted to prove mm -hmm. that bards were one of the best classes out there. Because before his words, uh, not mine, was that before you know the bard was seen as a bit of a jokey, yeah, secondary. <laughs> you take it if you just want to be silly, yes. but proven throughout that campaign that the abilities that you gain the sort of magical adeptness that you have on top of mm. the support skills on top of the general expertise that you get from being an expertise class mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is really really strong you know mm. like you may not have the wealth of spells at your command like a wizard will but you have the wealth accessibility to those spells and if you mm. choose correctly and you'll manage your your game really well it's mm. 
but he's super powerful. Yeah, I always remember that fight uh, really early on in, in that first campaign of Vox Machina where they were like, I'm going to cause a distraction. So they went to a big mansion by themselves oh, and yes, fought oh. their way out using a no- number of spells. And it just was like falling forwards, upwards. Yeah. Like things would just happen. You were just like, I can't oh, believe it. It's one of the it. best. It, I've watched that episode so many, so many times. times. And they do repeat it in the, in the video, but there's nothing com- in the TV show, but nothing compares to... I just remember watching that and just being like, "I was going to get out of there." The only thing he had a additional was he had a jug of uh, fire breathing, which is yes. what he helped. But he polymorphed himself into a triceratops. Yep. He he was just like dashing in and out of cover. He was uh, flying at some point. Bigby's hand just is Came like, out. yeah, it, it was just spell after spell after spell. And yeah. again, I, this is the other thing as well. So yeah, not only is the bard magical, but like you was just saying, it's very expertise so many skilled things you yeah. can really hone into being a very specific uh, character yeah. or uh, as one of the things is i think it's uh was it jack of all trades again yeah. the idea that you just have your hand to everything that you to a certain point you'll always yeah. get a plus one in all of your skills at some uh, uh, you know in any chats and you're just like that's great exactly which is just amazing as, a, as and, and that's why i think rogues are great because of that benefit but these have that and the, the other things as well just to mention we'll get onto a lot of these other things but the mm. counter charm effects as well yes charm effects are a real big killer in D. like mm-hmm. they are overused and sometimes underrated but they they are very powerful and they can really muck up a combat the amount of times as a dm i've gone uh, you know utilized charm effects to yeah. manage the, the gameplay to you know take someone out take another yeah. you know you know the action economy is always with the players as a general rule i mean mm-hmm. generally and so you've you've got to limit that that's the best way to overcome mm-hmm. it is to take someone who's dealing big damage out so getting yeah. that barbarian and and putting them like either to best case out of the game second best case get them fighting their own players their own things. yeah has happened several times to me and i've gone well this is my life now um, exactly but, but i will tell you we again we had a bard in a level 20 campaign mm-hmm. counter charm Every single time we yeah. were frightened, we were, it was, and it was great. Like, again, it takes their action and it goes yeah. through, but that we had advantage on it and it was so useful to have. And I'd, what I'd say as well, going back to your, uh, the Bardic inspiration thing, it's a joke skit that's on uh, XP, uh, level three to XP, uh, the YouTube person, oh, yeah. uh, this idea of Bard going, oh, you also get this. And he goes, I've already passed it. I've already passed it. Because uh, you get to a point where, you know, maybe mm. you don't need it, but you can use it, like you said, in all these other different ways. And I just think that clutch yeah. moment really makes the game. So I think not only, you know, you've got that body inspiration, you've got a whole wealth of spells which you can access to, to the point where you get, you know, magical secrets. It gets to a point where you're like, okay, I've got it again. But it means you have access to so many different spells. And yeah. You can really choose and really flavor it. And it just makes it very unpredictable. It's like, what have you prepared for this fight? You've got godlike spells. You get access to ninth level Wizard spells. Wish spells, yeah. Wish, you know, wish spell is there available to, you know, like game breaking, changing. Mm-hmm. On top of the fact that you get to be not the worst fighter out there, to be no. honest, no. not the worst healer out there either, and, and also really adept at so many skills. Mm. It's kind of just, it's like, how did it, how did it, oh, I mean, no wonder Matt was like, this is definitely a good class. Mm-hmm. If I was going to do a tier list of like, um, of <laughs> classes, which I think would be a fun episode to do. We should do my that. My top yeah. tier classes, you yeah. know, Bard and Rogue are up there, you know, mm. because they, they really are so versatile. And I think from the beginning as well, that's the other thing. Like if you're a Bard from level one, you get the Bardic inspiration from level two, you've got Chack of All Trades mm-hmm. and Song of Rest. So by second level that's a lot you're doing a load of cool stuff you know mm-hmm. and you're being really part of the team whilst mm-hmm. if you're a fighter or you're just even a cleric i mean 
you're not doing a lot. You know, second level, of, so song of rest. Mm. You could do this at every short rest. Yeah. By spending one or more hit dice, you know, but you could, which you'd be doing anyway, but you're also just. Yeah, you're just around. You're just giving. Yeah, so just to clarify, so for that, Song of Rest, beginning second level, you can use soothing music or speaking to revitalize your wounded allies during a short rest. So again, great role play moment as well if you want to do that. Any friendly creature who can hear your performance regain hit points at the end of the short rest by spending one more hit die. Each creature gains an extra D6 of hit points. The only thing I'd say on that, I just wanted to quickly check with you, is that do you roll the D6 and it applies to everyone, or does everyone individually roll the D6? I think you'd roll the D6. I Oh, no, I don't know. I think I know. if you're hit dicing, I would say I would flavour it personally that in inspiration, you roll the inspiration because it's about how well inspired you are. In hit die, you're healing yourself. Mm-hmm. So I'd see it as like, how well are you inspired to heal yourself? How well? Are you? So I think maybe individually would be best. I think so too. I don't believe there is an official ruling mm. on it. I think I've seen some DMs go, okay, it's just the bar that rolls. And then obviously they're like, oh, one to mm. everyone. But I think I, I like it that it's a more personal thing. But I think what's amazing about it is there's, there's no like, I mean, because it is contained by the amount of hit dice you have, then there mm. is there is a limit to it. But yeah. I think it's good that it doesn't go, oh, you can do it once a day because what if someone doesn't need the hit dice and then the next you have a short rest about later and someone did then use the hit dice, they can still gain benefit from it as yeah, well. So Absolutely. And then again, this will increase uh, going up the levels as well. So by mm. the level 17, it's a D12 as well. And you know me, I love my D12s. So I'm mm. like, oh, I could get 12 hit points back on top of any other hit dice Great. I'm rolling. I love it. But before we go on to like looking in deep uh, things of the class features, I just wanted to, because I always quite like this with the player's handbook, it gives you some questions to think about when creating the backstory to bards. I just thought I'd just read them out. Mm. So first of all, it talks about this idea that bards thrive on stories and storytelling, whether or not these stories are true or not, which I absolutely love that idea that you are being inspired to go on an adventure because you've heard this story and it may be completely false. Maybe you're following an idol or something and it turns out they're not who they say they are. I mean, you retell the story of Lord of the Rings. I mean, that's yep. not true. But that would inspire me, you know. Samwise <laughs> carrying Frodo up Mount out Mount Doom, that, you know. And if someone relived that story to me, I would be like, "Hell yeah, let's do this! So, let's do it!" You know. So I like it. So it says here, your character's background and motivations are not as important as the stories that he or she tells about them. Perhaps you had a secure and mundane childhood. There's no good story to be told about that. So you might paint yourself as an orphan raised by a hag in a dismal swamp. Your childhood might be worthy of a story. Some bards acquire their magic music through extraordinary means, including inspiration of fae or other supernatural uh, creatures. So I just I just like that idea that you could just be a really normal person and you've completely lied about it. So it makes you think of Frank. Have you seen the movie Frank? I have seen the movie Frank. And you know how he always he assumes that um, the main character Frank is this tortured, troubled soul because he's got this like ridiculously deep thought process. The music he makes is really like esoteric, and he's really struggling with some mental health issues. And Mm -hmm. so Donald Gleason's character thinks that Michael Fassbender's character has got this really troubled past. Mm. However, when he because he makes and he blames, he sort of says that's why he makes these great music, and it's seen as like his way of overcoming the fact that he's not a great artist himself because he had this perfect upbringing. But when he then goes and meets Michael Fassbender's parents, they're like these really normal people, really <laughs> lovely people. And it's just because he's just this in, in incredible talent that he yeah. has this ability. And so 
I don't know. Sorry, I just thought it was interesting because it just reminded me of that when I was reading. And you could have that moment later on where, you know, because I'm always a big fan of introducing NPCs related to your character's backstory. So you do meet the parents mm. or the opposite way around. They are related to a, a really famous adventurer or, or, yeah. or musician. And they're like, oh, that's just Uncle Jeff. What's wrong? <laughs> you know, like, oh, OK. Yeah, whatever, Uncle Jeff. It's a bit weird. Of course, it's like, it's like this is the number one, I don't know, bard mm. and all the all the Faerun and all that sort of thing. I just, yeah, I just think that's, that's a cool way to play with it, which I hadn't really considered before. Uh, some other questions could be did you serve an apprenticeship studying under a master uh, following a more experienced bard before you were ready to strike out on your own or did you attend an actual college uh, where you studied bardic law and practiced your musical magic perhaps you were a young runaway or orphan befriended by a wandering bard who became your mentor or perhaps you might have been a spoilt noble child tutored by a master and then finally perhaps you stumbled into the clutches of a hag making a bargain for a musical gift in addition to your life and freedom but at what cost dun, dun, dun. how like all those things I'm like right. oh yes they, and they're only again I've, I know that I said it's every single time we do a class the two lines that I've gone I want to play that character I yeah. instantly I instantly I'm like spoiled noble child tick I can do that yeah. one uh, but like the hag uh, hag ideas I, I somehow managed to make it out and then any is that's the thing you only need that line you don't have to fill in too much backstory but again as soon as you meet the hag again or if it comes up in play you can mm. just really just bounce off that sort of uh, that launch pad essentially so yeah i was like all these things really really cool so again just going back to that whole point of like you don't have to be i play music i'm in a band mm. uh which maybe sometimes people just associate that because of yeah. musical instruments you can have any kind of backstory to play a bard i mean you just think of famous musicians yourself and you can think of some really like great other like you know i think of jeff buckley whose father was tim buckley and you know even in the songs i think it's well known that he was always sort of like his father was very aloof and was off you know traveling never really saw him i think the relationship with the mother was very great so there's this whole i mean you could mm. even be inspired by true events of this oh. your father was an ancient bard who went off and never saw again so you want to follow in your footsteps as yeah. this wide-eyed adventurer or even if you're doing one of those things we've talked about before like oops old bards like you're, you're being yeah. a reunion for like i don't know backstreet boys or yeah. anything and sync of coming yeah. back you know all that sort of thing and just like go from then or spice yeah. girls is the other one i was thinking of so having yeah. different flavors of bard as well for a reason oh, you're all together like yeah. the reunion tour all that sort of thing but i'm now thinking of like these like rockabilly it's like like you know they're all rolling stone sort of like yeah. completely pickled themselves sort of bards on a like oh. reunion tour yeah you could have all these interesting characters come together to be a yeah. super group yes crosby stills nash and young <laughs> oh, oh battle of the bands all that yeah, all these ideas that you can well have. Yeah. yeah if you want to see about the bands i know there's one on the internet i, I hear there is <laughs> <laughs> Let's go quickly then into yes. the, the main body features. So what we'll do in this episode, we're going to look at the main features, mm. and then in the next episode, we're going to look at all the colleges as well. Because there's quite there's uh, there's nine in total of the subclasses, oh. which is good, and there's all they're all different types. Some of the most, I think, to be honest, and like it's very well loved. I assume there'll be more, to be honest with yeah. you, but maybe that's just because every time we come to this, I'm always like, oh god, there's so many I have to read. But <laughs> this was a breeze. <laughs> but every subclass only really has like an intro bit and then three abilities. It's like it's not it's not hard as a subclass to get into. That's the other. Thing. If you're someone out there, it's like I want to do a subclass. Yes, I would recommend a bard because actually you've really got to write four paragraphs of stuff. Four paragraphs of things. Yeah, yeah, and it's really not a lot, and there's so much flavor, flavor to have because of all the things we've said. So I recommend it as a good intro. And I'd say as well, compared to other classes that we've looked at, it feels like looking at even at the base class without mm. any subclasses, it feels like a very solid structure. If yeah. a little bit later in the levels, a little bit boring. Uh, is the only thing I'd say, but I mean, it does. The, it, 
it does the job. Yeah, I mean, if, if we were going to do it, give me a give me a new level 20 feature, but we'll get on to we'll that. We'll get on to that. We'll get on to that. So just to cover all the basics, so the hit die is 1d8, all very good. Proficiency is your light armor, simple weapons, hand crossbows, long swords, rapiers and short swords, all sort of melee stuff. Then you also have uh, three musical instruments of your choice for tools. If And again, I, w- I know there's some rules in, I think it's Xanathar's or maybe it's Tasha's mm. where you could just change a tool proficiency for something else. So it doesn't have to be a musical instrument. It could be some other kind of tool, I can, I'm sure. Uh, saving throws are dexterity and charisma. And then skills, choose any three. And this is going to become a big thing about bars. Is that it gets to a point where you, go, you can really customize this. I think before mm. the the UA, uh, this is the most customizable thing because before, obviously, we had a charisma. Whilst overall is going to be your main modifier yeah. for the bards, the fact you could be like, I could be skilled at. Yes, I'm good at animal handling. What of it? Yeah. You know, snake charmer. Yeah, snake charmer. Uh, you can. Uh, yeah, you can run dogs quickly. I don't know. Uh, or to me, the owl bear. I don't know. But it's it's Ooh. very. I mean, oh, a sheep dog. Uh... <sighs> Sheepdog trailer, you know, come by, come by. Incredible. You know, that is that That'd is bardic be... inspiration if that I've is, ever seen it. That to is be honest. It's a mixture of maybe like uh the ranger uh yeah. or the that whatever druid that is with the with the animal spirits. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, again, I think it'll be a fun one to multi-class with as well if you wanted to try into the multi-class stuff. Mm. And equipment as well, nothing too exciting, you know, rapier or a long sword or a simple weapon as your main weapon. A diplomats pack. Yes, interesting. Again, it makes sense in terms of like yeah. uh being a public speaker and stuff, and an entertainer's pack, and then it goes a loot or any other magical instrument. Again, it's more for flavour than anything else and then leather armour and dagger straightforward easy enough on that front am I right and someone's made the, the sort of content creator bard am I right in believing there is a content creator bard that doesn't surprise me yeah I think there is yeah I like that yeah what well, they're just social media they have some sort of uh, special yeah. device that they can record their thoughts yeah. on in 280 yeah, exactly. characters <laughs> yeah sorry about that exactly. I love it only talking emojis and gifs <laughs> and memes oh, oh yeah any sort of slang that both you and I would have no idea what is being said <laughs> that's their own thieves can to some sort of bard, bardic language yeah I like it bard camp I like it cool alright so level one we get obviously spell casting you know two cantrips of your choice from the bard list and obviously that goes up all the way up to four cantrips if you go all the way spell slots uh, looking at the spell slots you get so many mm. you know in total by the time you get to level 20 just looking at the list uh, up to 22 spells. spells yeah including as we said one ninth level spell one ninth level spell one eighth level spell and that's high like you get you and there's only a limited number of those I mean I know we mentioned wish before but yeah. you know it's it's one of those things where you have to really pick those ones because once you've used you get, it you get your ninth level spell at 17th level so you do mm-hmm. get one two three choice chances to edit that mm-hmm. do you know what I mean because you can always change you can always gain once you've gained all the spells and you can just gain yeah. you can just change your spell so you've got three three chances to give that a go so you can edit it but like you get things like invulnerability at ninth level which is immune to all damage for 10 minutes so cool like it's fucking cool right like nope i'm immune to that you just have your that. your mario cards you know for 10 minutes yeah. how annoying is that that is what 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 combat goes on for more than 100 rounds uh a scary one let me tell okay, you yeah, very scary. <laughs> mass polymorph mm-hmm. meteor swarm blade of destruction which is like disaster which is hilarious because if you get a crit on that as 12d12 force <gasps> damage oh my word through resurrection mm. weird i forget what weird is actually weird, weird yeah we've talked about weird before oh it's the big yeah it's the mass it's a mass fear based thing mm. last for a minute everyone gets psychic damage and it's 40 10 psychic damage and it's like sort of thrown into their deepest fears 
power word heal, psychic scream, you know, power word kill. I was gonna say power word kill is the big one. It's terrifying. But true polymorph as well. Like just done. <laughs> you know, but and mass polymorph. I mean, like, these are like kick out and wish, as we've already mentioned, but these are like <laughs> kick-ass spells, true resurrection. You're a bard. You play music, but someone died a month ago. <laughs> Fine. Ah. <laughs> I have a god. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> rag me like a hurricane. They come up like alive again. No longer than two hundred years, and died for any reason except old age. So, like, so like anyone who's just died for the last two hundred years by an accident. I am, I am the true resurrector. Just like fucking heck, this is just a. You play music. There's, there's also a time stop as well, which we saw in the D and D movie. A cracking yeah. spell. I absolutely uh, really like that one. Uh, yeah, meteor storm, as you said. So that yeah. So even though there's only a small selection of stuff, it's there's a lot to choose from, from damage to uh, astral projection to 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 buffing yeah. to all that sort of thing. So it, it's a lot of fun. I mean, choice. you're not a wizard because a wizard could have technically access to all of these spells if they sure. so wish, yes. but. You're not as glass cannony. You yes. are literally an iron cannon. <laughs> you're like you're, you're. I'm not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with me. <laughs> Next up, you on level one as well. You get a bardic inspiration, which we've talked about. You use a bonus action on your turn to choose a creature other than yourself within sixty feet of you who can hear mm. you, and the creature gains one bardic inspiration die a d6. So once within the next ten minutes, they can roll the die and add the number to one ability check, an attack roll, or saving throw that it makes. It can wait till after the d20 has rolled before deciding to use it, but not before the DM decides whether the roll is success or failure. Because that's always a good choice. Because you roll it and you're like, it's fifteen, and then I'm like, hmm. I always tell them what the DC is, so it's too... Oh, so... see, no, 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 I don't. I keep quiet, because otherwise they think they're facing stuff that's really tough, and I'm just there going, you've absolutely just na- annihilated it. If I'm at home, I will do it your way. Normally, because I'm doing something live, I want oh, the tension different. of the, like, you know, all for recorded. That's so it's different. like, you need DC 15, they go, 13. Well, we've got it, we've got an inflation dry. Okay, quick, what do we need? So we need two, we just need a two, we just need a two, and then they roll it and go, ah, it's three, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, sort of that's different. Yeah, that's for entertainment kind of purposes. I think because yeah. like, often for me, I'm just like, going, mm hmm. And because I'm trying to work yeah. out, like, what's it going to go? I'm going to roll it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, I just panic as a result. But yeah, I think I'm always, yeah, I think that's quite cool for entertainment. No, wise. it's good as well because, like, you're, you could be like, they've already beaten it, but could I bluff them into using it? Yeah, I'm just like, going, like, mm hmm, mm hmm. I mean, it's already dead, but mm. um, no. Fiona, not. you're so evil. I'm not so evil. I, they just don't let me speak. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, you regain all the uses after you finish a long rest. You can have it equal to your charisma modifier. So obviously, ideally, you, the charisma is the main stat you would use yeah. for this class. And then obviously, as we said, it goes up to at least uh, D8 at 5th level, uh, which is very soon, actually, as soon mm. as you get it. And then D10 at 10th level, and then a D12 at 15th level. I feel it should be a D20 at 20th level, personally. The range of it, though, is is vast. Like, yeah. I, just, I wondered, because I wondered, because there is something such as a D16. So I wondered maybe that, but I don't. I agree. It's not. It's not as that. fun as a a D twenty, which feels like definite. I just they need we're going to get to the level twenty, but I just think you basically give everyone advantage is basically what you're doing, and yeah. I think. I mean, it's understandable. People do that a lot of the time, but not even that. It's not only giving them advantage; you're giving them like not even that. It's more than that. It's just it's like we need to hit something that's got a C a, a, an AC of twenty six or thirty. There are things with very high ACs. So I think that's fair. 
So level two, as you said, Song of Rest. Beginning at level two, you can use soothing music or orotation to help revitalize wounded allies during a short rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone that can perform, as we said, spending one uh, hit dice can also regain a 1d6 hit points. And then this increases up d8 at ninth level, a d10 at 13th level, and a d12 at 17th level. So it, it's it's a nice comparison with that uh, Bardic Inspiration. Yes, yeah, a little bit out. Yeah, yeah a little bit out. So it's not like you get all the ones on the same uh, level. Jack of all trades as well. You just, at second level, half your proficiency bonus rounded down, down on any ability check that you don't already have proficiency on. So that's instantly a plus one to all your checks. Yeah. All your all your stats just now, and so all the way up to six total, right? Uh, so mm. you get a plus three by the end on all your checks. Just ridiculous, just ridiculous. I love it. You're you're just so skilled. You yeah. just pick up something, and you've already you've already worked out what it is. Bard College at third level. So this is where you start to choose your subclass, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about those later. But that is that is chosen at third, and then you get something else at sixth and fourteenth from that, mm-hmm. and then expertise at third level, which is choose two of your skill proficiencies. And your proficiency bonus is doubled for any ability check you make. So that could go up to plus 12. You're like, I'm just really good at animal handling. I'm just really good at deception, you know, like, <clears throat> or I'm just really good at athletics. You're just suddenly very beefy all of a sudden <laughs> as you're like playing the loot. You're like, just Whoa. thinking of like uh, the singer of Black Flag. What's his name? Uh, I've got his book up here somewhere. Or like um, Danzig, you know, those sorts yeah. of people, like big, <laughs> beefy sort of. Metal guys, yeah. Uh, level four, uh, ability score improvement. Henry Rollins. Sorry, that is the singer okay. of Black Rat Fag. There you go. <laughs> okay, you, your little, uh, little like, uh, file effects or whatever. Rolodex, yeah. Rolodex, that's the word I'm looking for. Uh, I love file effects. I miss those little inserts. Ability score improvement, level four. Mm-hmm. Again, the, we, we've seen this before. Uh, again, you, you'll get this. Basically, you can improve one ability by two or two abilities by one or take a feat. And you can do this again at eighth, twelfth, sixteenth, and nineteenth level. Mm-hmm. Font of Inspiration is level five. You regain all your expended uses of Bardic Inspiration when you finish a short and long rest. So badass. That's oh, so badass. God. Yeah, you're so, just I like... mean, like, at fifth level as well, you're like, because at first you're like, when you finish a long rest, only six maximum, maybe at that level, only like two, maybe. Two. Yeah. And then you're like, now I get two every time I short rest. Yeah. It's then like, it's I'm like, I'm take a quick nap before we perform, quick nap. you know. Whilst I'm healing you all. Yes. <laughs> I'll also just get those back. Yeah, my snores make you feel a little bit calmer. <laughs> you heal a bit it's just more. like white noise. <laughs> <laughs> Level six, we've talked about this, uh, counter charm. Uh, you gain the ability to use musical notes or words of power to disrupt mind-influencing effects. As an action, you start a performance that lasts to the end of your next turn. Six seconds. <laughs> yeah. <so, laughs> <buh, buh>, <laughs> if you're just doing like a cool rap, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you and any friendly creatures within 30 feet of you have advantage on saving throws against being frightened or charmed, which at level six... Uh, that's pretty good. Actually, I know exactly what it is, isn't it? It's um, shatter the heart, and you're to blame, darling. You need love, a bad name, and that's it. That's all you do. And then ha, 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 ha. Stay, <laughs> alive. stay alive, stay alive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Our bard, when he used to inspire us, he would say lyrics that yeah. he'd written on the bus, like uh, from popular songs, but obviously put our names to it. And so yeah, I'm always a big fan of like, if, if you've got the capacity to do it and you're, you're in the brain space, that's also really fun. Ramji, when he played with me, did a bard that always misremembered lyrics, which was amazing because he found, there's a website called Kiss This Guy because it's the miss... Uh, I'm going to kiss the sky from the the oh, purple haze. Yes, yeah, while yeah. I kiss the sky, but people think excuse me while I kiss this guy, and so it has loads of like uh, misheard lyrics on That's that. And he just used awesome. that for every time he did inspiration, and it was 
hilarious because some of them are wild <laughs> they really are that's i i'm gonna check that out after that yeah. sounds really fun check out, yeah then at level 10 you've also got expertise again now here's my question so it's the same thing as before you choose two of your skill proficiencies and it's bonus for any ability that you use does it have to be the same ones as your level three because it says uh, choose two more of your skill proficiencies so mm-hmm. you could you so it has to be two other ones than you have picked previously if you see what i mean uh, if you picked athletics them. and say acrobatics at level three to be a skin yeah, no, expert, I think you can choose them again. I think you can choose because you were just suddenly really good at yeah. <laughs> I don't know sleight of hand checks or yeah. Uh, or like yeah I keep going back to animal handling. Oh, history checks would be the other one yeah. perhaps. Like because well, you only have three proficiencies. Yes, you have at the, when you start. You have you could choose any skills. Do you get any when you choose a college? Uh, you, you yeah, some of them you do. Some of them do. do. So I guess then, yeah, so maybe you don't. So yeah, with that, then you've got, you've got the, you could, you must have to be able to, because you could choose two, you've only got three. The Mm. next time you get to choose two, you just have to double one of them. Uh, You might also get ones from your background as well. That's the other thing as well. Oh, true. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. but And, And your, and your species as well. So yeah, that's, that's fair. So, yeah. But again, you don't. You don't. That's the thing. So you, you that's what it sounds like, though. You could just be really good at two things, and everything else. You're like, I'm. I can. I'm better than average. It would say this can't stack if it couldn't. So yeah, that's what I would think as well. Yeah. But yeah, that's what the other thing. And then you have magical sequence, which is the thing that keeps going again and again. So you get it at tenth level, fourteenth level, and eighteenth level. So this is the idea that you have plundered magical knowledge from a wide spectrum of disciplines. So choose two spells from any class, including the bard class. It must be at a level you can cast or a cantrip. Yeah. These count as bard spells for you and are included in the number of known spells column. And you can learn two additional spells at each one. So in total, you can get up to six spells that aren't part of the bard class. And also, when you're at level 18, that does include ninth level spells, which means mm. you can choose technically three ninth level spells as a bard because of this feature. Obviously, you don't have to. You could no. choose any other spell, but... You could, in theory, be three nine-level spells to be in your locker. And you could just be like, which one should I use? Which one today? Exactly. That's Incredible. insane, though, right? That is insane. I guess if you were doing, like, a, if you're making a bard for, like, a level 20 battle royale, yeah. that's probably what you'd have in your, in your that's, arsenal. But that's right? what... Because I know Scanlan had true polymorph and mm-hmm. had wish. Wish. So... He must yes. have used that ability to. I don't know if he had a, a third one. I can't think of that he used, but that was. I know he definitely had true polymorph because I remember him getting very <laughs> into changing himself into things, kind of hilariously. Well, he had that whole thing about in that big final fight. He was like, "I have to use this ninth level swap." Yeah. He was going to try to hold it on for wish because at the end of the fight, he Liam's wanted... character was going to die. Yeah, and he wanted to use it. And the, that sadness. Oh, well, it's, it, I, if you watched it, I would highly recommend. If, you, if folks just type in like Sam tries to save Liam when you in see final there's a really good sort of instead like a TikTok short or like a reel mm. of it and they just literally zoom in on their faces and you see Sam Regal turn Sam turn to Liam and just go I'm sorry and I know and he's like, just crying and Liam's like it's okay it's okay know, and it's, it's like, like, like holding his arm so and he's like I can't do it like, I'm tearing up just thinking about it because it's just oh, so powerful that first friendship. season oh my gosh oh, if we yeah. see them at MCM we're just gonna oh, we're, we're gonna be like hello <laughs> <laughs> And then level 20, you think it's going to be amazing. Oh. It's going to be a brilliant, yeah. you know, superior inspiration. At level 20, when you roll initiative and have no uses of body inspiration left, you regain one use. <laughs> <sighs> At least gives them all back. That is like, that is like the shit. It is so rubbish. If you, only if you have run out. Do yeah. you get one yeah. as a level tw- level twenty? You're going to be going fighting against Vecna. 
you know what, guys, don't worry. I've got one more. <laughs> oh, shit. That's all I've, you know, like, what the fuck? It's, it's yeah, it's rubbish. I want to show one thing then from what we're going to talk about next week. But I just yeah. think we need to just point out here because I think we talked a lot about Matt Mercer. Matt Mercer's College of Tragedy, which is, which is in the um, partnered content, which is the... Taldori Reborn, yes. Their level 14 special subclass is Nimbus of Pathos, mm-hmm. which is you can touch a willing creature, which I think, again, this fits so much thematically because it's not about you, it's about what you do to other people, it's about supporting others, but it makes, it's OP and mm-hmm. it should be. And I think for 14th level, it's pretty overpowered, but it's mm-hmm. great. Choose a willing teacher as an action and you empower it with tragic heroism. For one minute, so it's 10 rounds of combat, the creature is surrounded by mournful music and ghostly singing, granting it the following benefits and drawbacks. So so there are some drawbacks, but Mm. this creature has a plus four bonus to AC. Boom. That's your wizard with some armor. Yeah. Has advantage on attack rolls and saving throws. Yeah. That's your wizard save from charm effects. That's Mm -hmm. that. When the creature hits a target with a weapon attack or spell attack, the target takes an additional 1d10 radiant damage. So good. If you're barbarian, that. Your barbarian's already got ridiculous AC. No one's going to hit that barbarian. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have advantage on attack rolls, which means you can, if you're that barbarian who's got the uh, 19s, oh, that's chasing crits. And yep. any weapon against attack against the creature scores, scores. a critical hit on a roll of 18 to 20, which is the only downside. But... Yep. With an AC of plus four, I know of some pallies that still a critical hit wouldn't hit even, yeah. you know. So I, I, my rule of that is if you have a critical hit, but it doesn't beat the AC, yeah, doesn't hit. Doesn't hit. And then on top of that, though, the final bit about it is when the effect ends, the creature immediately drops to zero hit points and is dying. Yes. So that it's, it's pretty much the... You know, Red Dead Redemption, I'm coming out guns blazing, yeah. uh, it's your swan song moment and you hit the yeah. dirt and hopefully but, there is someone that's bring you up but what a cool but if this is level 14 i think for level 20 mm. you could do all of that yeah without the dying bit do you know what i mean because yeah. the dying bit is great gives it that sort of strength but i think at that level you should just be able to go i would say for the amount of inspiration points you can just do this for your inspiration mm-hmm. you could choose maybe or maybe one of these effects in addition to your inspiration die which is you can give plus four ac to anyone for the next minute or you can give them advantage on all attack throws and saving throws for the next minute they do 1d10 radiant damage mm-hmm. or maybe they can crit on an 18 mm. to 20 would be another way like really th- like you're inspiring them but not with uh additional dice you're inspiring them with like magical ability to gain ac somehow you're encapsulating them with your with the sort of ma- magical energy and mm. i think that's a level 20 not an additional yeah. dice if you've not got any it's such a letdown and it's it's interesting with the ua stuff happening just now they keep going back and forth about it and then the epic boons and all that sort of thing i literally just don't get it i look at things like Mortborg, which i've just written some stuff for i'm mm. looking at things for like uh looking at lots of warhammer stuff warhammer is the most unbalanced game in the world <laughs> right and you go back in time it's even more and you know but it was and when i was listening to people talking about jordan talking about like the history of warhammer mm. it's just like talking to the people that made it, it was like we want to make this cool you know mm. when you're writing the book for for the different characters that they've got it's like well we just piled on cooler shit because we love them and it's like I don't know why wizards are freaking out like, oh, it can't be too good because who's going to get angry? 
the only person that's going to get angry is the one person who's like, oh, well, it unbalances the game. At level 20? <laughs> You're joking. <laughs> yeah, it's about being cool with what's going on. Like, I, I guess for DMs, you are like, we want to make it easy for people to run the game. But ultimately, like, I, and I say this as someone who really struggles with combat as well. It's got a lot better thanks to the D&D Beyond uh, Encounter Builder. Uh, it's going yeah. to do a massive shout out for that because that's been incredibly helpful. Mm. You know, for me, I'm just like, okay, I'll just have to add more of these things and it's fine. Like, you know, if I want to make it epic, I can make it epic. And that's fine. That's, that's up to me. And I'm not, you know, I just want to give the players enough to be like, they're not just fighting things and it's just down yeah. because they want to use their, their cool abilities. They've earned them. So, so I just, I'm always a fan of that. The one thing I want to talk about before we finish is uh, there's obviously some optional class features that are in Tasha's that may come into mm. the UA later on. We don't know because we've not really looked at it. We've got additional bard spells, which is level one. Just on that, it just gives you more spells at all levels that you have access to that are just in the bard list rather than having to go to other lists. Absolutely. And the versatility stuff is just like replacing skills and stuff like that, which is quite nice, again, just to give you that flexibility in the customization. But I wanted to really talk about was magical inspiration, which is a second level bard feature. Uh, A creature that has bardic inspiration die from you casts a spell that restores hit points or deals damage. That creature can roll that die and choose a target affected by that spell. Add the number rolled... uh, as a bonus to the hit points regained or damage dealt, it is then lost as a result. So that's quite cool. I think that makes it again so much more versatile. Rather than just like I choose it to hit, it is actually on you gain some more hit points to my friend. I just see that as just you constantly weaving your magic into their spell, and I think that's I think that's great. I don't see what I, I would use. That. Yeah, I really I, I would put that in as a again. It's one thing I would remind people that they can do this as well. Sometimes it's a little I forget all the things I can do, but I just thought that's such a nice little tweak already for the the main class so i just thought i want, wanted to mention that there and that mm-hmm. hopefully that will become in the actual uh the new version UA. just to make yeah. it yeah because it's a, uh, currently a bonus feature in tasha's so there you go 100%. but unfortunately we've run out of time to talk about all the other stuff so we'll do that in the next episode because we've waxed lyrical about the the bars no, <laughs> isn't uh, it inspiration bardic inspiration for you hamilton very quickly uh is there anything you'd like to plug is there anything that's upcoming like what's what's the plan well we've got mcm coming up in 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 over just over a week when this comes out a week and two weeks two weeks sorry two weeks uh yeah soon 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 soon. and um i've been making something very exciting we've got we're doing a morkborg cross x demon slayer Mm -hmm. live show and i have made i can see this now and it's getting printed as we speak Ah. a, a series of uh how to make a demon slayer you can choose and make your own demon slayer for morkborg mm-hmm. i've obviously had to change some of it to fit with the world and realm of morkborg and obviously for legal reasons to make it not use exactly the same things but if you watched demon slayer and you've played morkborg i will be releasing on my itch you can probably find arcane visions i think i am on itch or Hamilton to dm i'll there'll be in the show notes and there'll be a link maybe in the show in- notes yep <laughs> yeah and you can pick that up if you are excited doing that and there will be physical copies to buy if you want to at the thing and free ones i'm going to be giving out the show so if you come to the show and you are nice to me i'll give you one <laughs> you're nice to me <laughs> if you're nice to me uh, and then obviously there's more necromunda stuff i was writing some massive amounts of gang law for my gang law series and this like doing history of all the different gangs mm-hmm. and i'm doing the eshers at the moment and mm. hoping that i can record that tomorrow evening so that can be out either this week or i might have a week off and then wait till next week to do it because it's a bit of a beast because uh, there's so much cool stuff they've got some re- ah, talk about like bardic stories to extol on people <laughs> these are full of them so yeah oh, nice. enough about me where are you with your life you know <laughs> 
Oh, whoa. Uh, well, hello, my name's Sienna. I uh, I run What Am I Rolling, which is a twice monthly RPG one-shot podcast. As always, it's going very well. Episodes are going out. I uh, got a few interviews scheduled up, uh, which is always fun. Do really cool interview that's just been happening with Charlie Menzies, which is very good. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, if, yeah, if you're still listening in October uh, 2023, Don't Play This Game is out on Kickstarter, uh, which is absolutely smashed through all of their goals. Has it? Oh, 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 I did yeah. it yet. It's, it, I mean, it's not a Hamilton-friendly game, I'd be honest. No. Um, a solo horror uh, legacy RPG. Uh, so if you're into those found footage sort of things like I am, go check that out. Uh, yeah, we had a really cool interview with Charlie Mendez, who is part of Parable Games, who wrote stuff yeah. like Shiver, which is all good. Uh, but the other thing is, obviously, I'm at MCM. Uh, I'll be part of, of not only the Mortborg Demon Slayer uh, collab game, be. but also the oh. Dragon's Duel game. Oh, uh, yes. Sorry, there's yeah. a Dragon's Duel game. I, I know on, your face was like, uh-huh. yes, Dragon's yeah. Duel on, the, on, and... on Friday. And uh, there's another game, which is like uh, <laughs> Rising Stars Tabletop <laughs> RPG, <laughs> which I will also yes. be there for. Who's GMing that one, by the way? That one is going to be Liv from Dicebreaker. Liv Kennedy Ooh. from Dicebreaker. And we've got all the, all sorts of really cool people who are going to be part of the things that are basically okay. up and coming in the tabletop community. And we're going to be playing a game of uh, Sexy Battle Wizards, which is by Grant Howard, a nice little cool one-shot. I need to think of a of a cool idea. Sexy Battle Wizard. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to come up with Sexy Battle Wizard that is also, uh, that also is like, oh, I want to listen to more of her stuff rather than just like, what a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I think combine the two and you have perfect Fiona, to be honest. Fiona. What a weirdo, but I want more. I want more, <laughs> yes. So if, you, if that's your niche, come talk that's to me at MCM. Fiona. I'm joking. <laughs> but I think that's it for now. Oh, uh, can ooh. I have a bardic ending to this song? Which is that I figured out the other day that mm. the sign-off that we say on this show is this lyric from a song by Pearl Jam when they wrote the song for Kurt Cobain that they did after Kurt Cobain's sad passing on the album No Code. It's called Off He Goes. And in it, he goes, he literally says he's on a motorbike and he keeps getting away much too fast. Mm -hmm. And he says, see you on the flip side. So there's a very bardic end to this episode for that you. That is incredible. Oh, well, Listen thank you that. so much. That, that, that's awesome. What a great fan. Uh, the more we know. Uh, so with all that out of the way, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you on the flip on the side. side. <laughs> that's it. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>